I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody to another week of Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks. And we do a weekly radio show about the Second Amendment, about firearms, about guns and self-defense, and anything else we want to talk about that's freedom-oriented. So we're glad you're a part of the show. If you want to go get signed up so you can be alerted anytime we film this show or record it, go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. And this segment is sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you check out their website or come on in and see a huge selection of optics. Um, we have an exciting show for you today. A lot going on. Summer's officially here. We're excited about it. And uh, we're into the dog days of summer already. The weather's been hot and uh, it's been, you know, cool down mode. So you got to come in and check out some of the stuff we have for that. We have some awesome coolers and stuff to get your summer kicked off on the boat or on Sandy Knack or on the beach or whatever. This is a really special show for us because... It's celebrating our seventh anniversary as Cape Gunworks, officially. When we first opened our retail uh, shop, it was the week of July 4th in 2014 over on Barnstable Road. You know, a couple of guys trying to figure out how to run a retail shop. I come from construction. Brendan comes from finance. And so the, between the two of us, I knew there was one thing we had to do, most important thing, which is take care of the customer. That's, that's what we based everything off was good customer service, and we wanted to take care of the customer and try to offer the best customer service we could. And Brendan's joining me here. Uh, welcome, Brendan, to the show. And, uh, yeah, tell them why there isn't a gun show, store in every corner. It's too easy, man. <laughs> For all of you who want to open a gun store, it took a year and a half almost to get the FFLs, to get a location, to get our business license, to get our incorporation and lots of planning, background checks and yeah, all kinds of background checks and, you know, ATF inspections and not to mention the business plans that the banks require over and over again. Right. And tweak it and rehash it and recast your numbers 14 ways to Sunday. And, oh, you're a startup and you're a startup in the gun industry. Yeah, we'll lend you some money uh, in 10 years after you've shown a profit for four and a half solid years with, you know, five years of solid tax returns. Well, well the good thing is they'll lend you a million dollars as long as you have 10 million in the bank. Right. Yeah. So that's so easy to get. Yeah. You know? And you know what else was pretty cool was all the partners that we had at first that were like, ready to stroke a check because they loved our idea. They're like, you guys are going to kill it. This is really needed, and we want to be a part of it, and you can count me in. We had one guy who was, we were counting in. Actually, we had two different guys. We were counting in 
for like $400,000 investment. A lot of people talk a good game, but when it comes down to stroking that check, that's what separates the men from the boys. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was like, awesome. Yeah, we got all these partners, and that even helped our like business plan. Like, We got this dude who's done it before, one guy in Virginia who had a range and a retail location he wants in. He wants to be a partner and blah, 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 and he's all in. Here's the money. And then, you know, it's like, okay, hey, you know, we're, we're getting ready to, uh, we need that money now. And it's like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> the number you have called is no longer in service. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I've never heard crickets so loud in my yeah. life. <laughs> it's like Howie Caro, he says, when the phone doesn't ring, you'll know it's me, right? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, that'll be great. And then we had the whole other round where we actually opened and now we're like, we're going to do the country club. It's going to have lanes of shooting indoors. We're going to do training. And they're like, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That's good. You realize you live on Cape Cod, right? No, I'm, I'm serious. We're going to do it, guys. And they're like, okay, that's cool. You'll never do it. Yeah, we will. I promise. And then we said, well, we need your help to do it. So let's sell pre-construction memberships at a discount. And then all the Debbie Downers will say, well, wait a minute. This is a scam. I'm going to give you 200 of my hard-earned dollars, and you're going to try to build this thing. Maybe you'll build a quarter of it or half of it, and then you won't open. So what happens to my $200? And I say, guess what? You're going to lose it. <laughs> and you know what? You're not going to get it back. And you know what? I'm going to lose a whole lot more. Toby and I are going to lose everything we've owned because we're putting our whole life savings behind this. And then they say, you got a good point. I'm in. Here's my money. <laughs> And I was so nervous because I think we pooled our life savings together at that point. And I think we had three glass cases on the counter that looked like a 10-gallon fish tank, you know, each one of them. And they had one shelf in there. And we had, I think, three or four guns in each spread out to make it look like the case was full. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord, I'm just so nervous. And, you know, I was just really worried because we had, like— I don't know, a pathetic amount of inventory and we're this new gun store in town. But guys, I kid you not, what we had in mind the whole time was what we are at right now at Cape Gunworks on 96 Airport Road. This was the goal. This was the end game. We were already there in our mind and that Barnstable Road Shop was the stepping stone to kind of sell the dream to you guys and prove that we were we were really in it for for the long haul. But we thank you guys so much. It's been a Wonderful seven years, and uh, we couldn't have done it without you. And frankly, Cape Gunworks would not exist if it weren't for the people who put their money where their mouth was. And they believed in the dream that we were painting for them to see, and it worked out. So congratulations, buddy. Time flies, huh? <laughs> it does. It seems like yesterday we were talking about this. It's amazing. Bang, here we are seven years later. Yeah, and so we really have two anniversaries because we opened uh, the grand opening at this location was – basically right around uh, March 31st of 2017. But we opened the store in the first place, July, was it July 4th or 5th? I can't remember what. Fourth. The, was the fourth, right? Yeah, yeah I think we did. Yeah, we, we had, had a, a Jeep out front, yeah, a little military Jeep. With a 1919 machine gun on top. And yeah, it was pretty fun. Good stuff. So I remember uh, going out to the Japanese hibachi that night with my family to celebrate opening a gun store <laughs> and my daughter she would run around the store at like uh so this was seven years ago so she was four years old and she's like gotta come to my daddy's gun store <laughs> it was pretty funny so anyway 
anything you want to tell about that? No, man. So easy, man. Let's let's do this again, again and again. <laughs> Speaking of which, are you trying to get me to reveal something that I shouldn't be revealing? So, well, I will say something's cooking in the oven, but we can't quite say what's cooking yet. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. But all right, well, you're gonna have to keep that under your hat. You guys heard it here first. There's I'm on something. a strict gag order, so yes. stay tuned, folks. Oh boy. All right. I'll see you around, Toby. Thanks. All right, guys. Um. Yeah, Brendan had to leak it out here that there is something cooking, something in the works, but you'll have to wait. I apologize. I know that's like, you know, saying, hey, did you hear the story? Oh, never mind. But anyway, that's the way it goes. So this is the uh, last week of our customer appreciation week we've had, and we've had a wonderful week here, uh, month here. The month of June was awesome, and every day we gave something away, and Gave away uh, that Kimber 84 rifle, so someone was very, very happy uh, at the end of the month. We gave away three guns and a bunch of other stuff. It was pretty epic, I will say. It was fun, so we had a good, we had a good time with it, and uh, we couldn't have done it without you guys. But uh, sorry to reminisce so much about the company, but uh, it was. It's always our, you know, special time of year for us as we approach our anniversary, and uh, we love doing big things. So on the other side, I'm going to tell you what we're doing for July, because July doesn't want to be outdone by June, so it's going to be awesome. So stand by. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is Toby. You're listening to Rapid Fire, and uh, I appreciate you tuning in to our weekly broadcast about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, self-defense, and anything else that we can talk about. Sometimes we get into gear and nuance of uh, guns and gadgets and all that stuff, but we also take your questions. So if you want to be a part of the discussion, you got to go to our website, capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and you will be alerted as to when we go live. So 
Uh, Skunk Works says, I see that optic is still behind you. LOL, love that optic. Yes, I do too. Um, Rob says, hope all is well, Toby. Nice to see you, bud. And Jeff, good to see you as well. And yes, we're trying to scare you off from being a competitor. We're really worried about you opening up another five-star indoor training facility with uh, a range, a retail, and a classroom. So uh, we're nervous that someone's going to move down the street. But um, if they do, or if you decide to, give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out any way I can. <laughs> um, and Daniel's wondering, how often do people say I look like Toby Hawk? I mean, Tony Hawk. <laughs> I wouldn't have had that Freudian slip if it wasn't often. Uh, in fun, funny thing is I was at, uh, I play hockey every once in a while. And so I was at our hockey team's cookout, you know, a couple weeks ago. And one of the players girlfriends or whatever couldn't believe how much I look like Tony Hawk so it happens a lot Daniel so there you have it um and Davey's excited about the legal battle to end the un unconstitutional mass pistol roster that it's begun by firearms policy coalition and I am too that is wonderful news we talked about it last week that firearms policy coalition has filed a lawsuit challenging the unconstitutional approved weapons roster and attorney general's roster i mean it is just unbelievable how they can look you in the eye and say yeah we're not restricting your rights in any way shape or form can you buy an ar-15 no of course not can you buy a glock pistol no of course not well last time i looked those are two of the most used and owned guns in america period. And the Heller decision refers to them as common and ordinary. So these are the ones that are in everyday use. They're the ones desired by the people and the people get to pick what guns they can and can't own, not government gets to dictate because of X. But I will say that the attorney general's regulations and this mass approved weapons roster has been the law of the land here for a long time. And I know it went all the way back to Scott Harshbarger. I think it was even before 98, if I'm not mistaken. But I know in 98 was a kind of a hard date. But they used the Consumer Protection Act to as a bludgeon or as a backdoor gun ban um, for the Second Amendment. and or, or as a ban on the Second Amendment and further infringements of them. If you think about it. It's brilliant on their part. I'm not going to say it wasn't. But on the other hand, they took something and couldn't point to one case of use as the way it was intended that resulted in a fatality and still managed to get this legislation passed and these regulations passed. So in other words, we need to use the Consumer Protection Act to protect the citizens of America, I mean, of Massachusetts against the evil gun manufacturers who want everybody that touches their gun to die. And we got to make sure that they're safe enough for you to use them. And if they're not, then they're not going to be able to be sold. And we're going to give you some arbitrary testing like melt points and drop tests and everything else as the criteria or the litmus test. And you're going to send these guns to 
independent labs at a great expense. And if the gun manufacturer doesn't want to cooperate, well, they just can't, then you can't buy their guns in mass through a licensed gun dealer. So this is the way we've been living in Massachusetts and nothing could be a bigger infringement upon our constitutional rights. And frankly, I want to see restitution made for the last 20 odd, whatever years we've been living under this to all of us who've had our civil rights violated because you know, that's how strongly I feel about it. But we'll see what the courts, I, I, I can't wait to see how that all progresses in court. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% there with you, Davey. And uh, so before the break, I alluded to what we're doing in July. And we're kicking off our anniversary with a bang. On July 9th, we have Grace Curley and Howie Carr here broadcasting live from Cape Gunworks. They're going to be in our classroom. Grace will be broadcasting from noon to three and then Howie from three to six. So we're really excited about that. It's always a great time whenever Howie's here. And this time Grace will be here as well, the Grace Curley show. And if you missed it, I was on the show earlier in the week and uh, we did, uh, I think, three segments on our show. And we're going to be doing a new segment on Tuesdays called 2A Tuesday or Second Amendment Tuesday on the Grace Curley Show. So that'll be fun. We're going to do a lot of Q&A and talk about uh, what the you know issues of the day are. So we got some great questions. And I know uh, we posted the audio to that on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So you can listen to that. Um, that'll be That'll be cool. But you can tune in next week. Next Tuesday, we'll be on again. So that'll be a good time. So anyway, um, let's get to some of your questions here. Schumann says, with all this ATF pistol brace mumbo jumbo, what exactly does it mean for someone who has an AR pistol, a mass compliant one? Well, it all remains to be seen. I think it could go the way of the bump stock where if they come out with some new regulation and that regulation is that you need to A, take the pistol brace off, or B, there's this checklist that you can <laughs> go through, and it depends on the weight of your gun, what kind of optics are on it, does it have an angled foregrip, does it have a light laser combo, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I mean, it's a checklist that you got to go through, and I think Gun Owners of America have the mock checklist on their website, so you could go check it out there. Um, but frankly, your gun is ha- going to have to meet a certain set of criteria. And I think it's very difficult to actually get a gun to meet the criteria where you could have a pistol brace on that gun. So you're going to have to jump through hoops and whatever to comply with it. And But then what about the enforcement of it? I just look at law enforcement that's being tasked with enforcing this regulation against pistol braces. And what are they going to have to carry around a scale and a checklist and a, you know, have a flip chart like, oh, this one has an optic. This one doesn't. This one is 48 ounces. This one's 72 ounces, whatever the difference is. So this one you can have the brace on. Uh, This one you can't and you do. So there's a fine. There's a penalty. There's a, you know, whatever. I'm just it's about as clear as mud as if the thing isn't confusing enough and as if ATF hasn't flip-flopped enough on this whole issue. The good news is 148 House members uh, sent a letter to the ATF and to the Biden administration saying, drop this foolishness. Uh, Right now, just withdraw this 
regulation change because it is just confusing and it is anything but a clarification. So I think, frankly, um, I like Senator Marjorie uh, Taylor Green or whatever. Uh, her uh, bill was to abolish the ATF. And, you know, I think we've reached that point where, like, has the ATF just become a political arm of whatever power, you know, uh, political powers in the, in the White House at this point? They can use them to wield uh, a hammer against whatever they don't like at the time. And even Trump did this. You know, Trump didn't like bump stocks after the uh, the shoot mass shootings in Las Vegas. And so he went after him, but he he went through all the you know proper channels to do it to create a new regulation. I think it was a mistake. I took him to task on it then. I still think it was a mistake, and it set bad precedent. So now we got more you know regulations by any administration that comes down the down the pipe now. If they don't like, oh, I don't like uh, optics on a on a rifle. I don't like scopes on a rifle because that makes it easier to hit your target. I mean, we're going to create a regulation now and it's no more deadly or, I mean, it gets to the point of ridiculousness. So there you have it. So what does it mean for someone who has an AR pistol in mass? I would say worst case, you're probably going to have to take the bump stock. I mean, the bump stock, the pistol brace off, leave a pistol buffer on it. Or the best case is nothing. It won't change anything. And, we got everything in between, so who knows? Uh, Jeff was asking if the Set Miel had a bolt hold open on the last round, and that is not the case, Jeff. Um, it has a bolt hold open, kind of like where the rear sight is. You can pull the charging handle back and pin it open, um, but it does not have a bolt hold open on the last round. I wish they did. That would be a phenomenal thing, but none of the roller lock designs have that, so... Um, Let's see. Uh, Harry saying he saw a video of a guy concealing in a fanny pack. Not the most masculine, but it didn't look like the worst option. Well, I don't know, man. I, I'm not very judgmental about men in fanny packs. I think that was a thing once upon a time. But I think people will be wondering if you just stepped out of the DeLorean, if you have one on, and be like, hey, you from 1989? Like, what the heck just happened, man? If They'll be looking for your parachute pants and your... Uh, adidas high tops with no laces but um hey if that's your thing wear it and wear it with pride but um it could be a good option there's some people that you know holsters on and belts aren't their thing and if that's your thing go for the fanny pack option um who remembers back in like uh ni early 90s there was a thing called thunderwear where you could <laughs> it was pretty funny it was like this giant fanny pack that you wore underneath clothes like below the waistband and uh you could like undo your pants and then there was your gun and <laughs> yeah a lot of uh memes could be created from that but uh yeah so who remembers the thunderwear it didn't didn't stand the test of time for some reason i don't know why but maybe someone out there still rocking the thunderwear all right, don't forget our contest. We're giving away stuff every week here on Rapid Fire. So go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. We'll be giving something away today. And uh, we'll have something else to give away next week. So uh, we got lots of classes coming in, LTCs, ladies, 
classes, couples classes, date night, ladies night. Come on down to Cape Gunners. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Voltec VT10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearm, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney, zoning, or other permitting issues as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508-384-8692, that's 508-384-8692, or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon. All right, welcome back everyone to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and we are glad to have Keith Langer the wonderful Second Amendment attorney here in Massachusetts with us for a weekly segment. And uh, Keith, thanks for joining us. How you been? Not too bad, Toby. Busy, but that's a good thing. And how are things down on the Cape? Are you drowning under the influx of touristas? <laughs> a little bit, but that's okay. We've come to expect it. We have a year-round population of about just under 200,000. And we, some cases, some years, we swell to a million in the summertime. So... That's the bread and butter. I've never tried to bite the hand that feeds us, so I don't begrudge tourists. It's a beautiful place to visit, and 
Come on down to the Cape. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, if I do, it'll be after Labor Day. I'm thinking about <laughs> indulging in your uh, 9-11 shooting event. That would be great. Come up, come with a couple other ringers, Keith. And uh, you, what Keith's referring to is our, on 9-11, we have a shooting competition called the Top Shot Invitational. And it is a fundraiser for charity. We just gave two checks out this past week, one to the Nicholas Xaros Fund and one to Heroes in Transition. And we gave away about $17,000 to these two great Gold Star charities. And we're going to raise some more money this September. And we have a great course of fire. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be a huge, epic, fun day at Cape Gunworks. So I would love to see you down there. Well, if I read the description correctly, it sounds like we're shooting four guns as fast as we can put rounds down range. So it's a time and score event, correct? Well, score doesn't come in so uh, so much with time, but you got ten two minutes to shoot the ten rounds of each course of fire. So it's not necessarily rapid fire. Oh, uh, oh two minutes for each gun. For each gun, yes. For oh each gun, well, so. hell, I can pack a lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I shoot USPSA it's, where where stages are measured in like thirty seconds. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's all slow fire. So not to intimidate anyone. So time doesn't really, although, you know, we might have to do like an open class next year for that and, and make that the, you know, the, that would be a good way to go. But, um, so we could do it. Give a your daughter a chance to shine after yeah. she's been trained by Lori. No doubt about it. So, all right, great. Well, um, if you want to get signed up for that tournament that Keith's referring to, go to topshotinvitational.com and, get a foursome together and sign up and there'll be great prizes and giveaways. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. This will be our third year doing it and it's getting bigger and better every year. So, um, but Hey, let's talk law for a minute. I got, I got a good one for you here. Um, we had a question last year, last week on the text line here on the chat and, uh, a gentleman said, I've already done four private transfers and I have a pre-Healy AR-15 that I want to sell to a buddy. So, but I've already used my four private transfers. Can I have my wife sell my gun for me as one of her private transfers? And I said, well, I'm not going to go out on the limb. I'm going to talk to the expert. So figured we'd get you on the line tonight and see, see what you say about that. So, Well, it's very simple. How can you transfer something you don't own? Therefore, since the wife doesn't own the gun, she can't transfer it. When you go to the EFA-10 portal, it wants the information for both parties. She can put the stuff in, but then you're going to have a missing link. How did it get from the wife to the buddy when it was hubby's gun? Right. I mean... That's the issue, and... Will he get away with it? Maybe. Uh, if they catch him, will they do anything? Well, if it's only one gun, maybe not. But then again, why not just go down to your friendly LGS and for a 25 or $30 fee, have them do the transfer? Everybody's happy. Well, but now that Healy, brings... the dealership should have no problem. So you're saying a, a licensed gun shop can do a pre-Healy transfer of like an AR-15? It's in the state. It's lawfully owned. It should go through. But then again, 
she's generated so much fear and miasma with her edict that nobody's really sure. But the bottom line is, to the extent that her edict is even law, the guns that were lawfully here prior to her little fiat are, of course, grandfathered. Hmm. But the other issue is, check the calendar. Do you have four transfers in a calendar year, or has you just done four transfers in a 12-year period, 12-month period? Because the statute is four transfers a calendar year. So you've got from January 1st till December 31st. Mm-hmm. You, you can do four transfers on Christmas Eve. And on January 1st, you can do four more. Hmm. You're blown for the rest of the year, but <laughs> it's per calendar year. Right. So, yeah, that's that's what I was expecting the answer to be. But I am a little intrigued, I'll be honest, about the whole uh, pre-Healy, post-Healy situation. We have a policy at the store, have made it a policy based on what we were told by, uh, you know, Healy's office was if you had them in your inventory, you could sell them kind of grandfathered in. If they were in your inventory prior to 7-2016, but then anything after that, and I said, well, geez, that's a backdoor gun ban, especially if they ever do do away with private transfers. Anyone who has a gun like that in this state wouldn't be able to bring them to a licensed gun shop for transfer, or if they do, they'd have to sell them out of state. So I was unaware or I didn't think I could do a transfer of a pre-Healy AR-15. Um, but, you know, I don't know if anyone's tested that or not. And as far as I, I don't know, know if anybody's tested it, and if so, what the results were. Mm-hmm. Uh, logically, it was legal when the person bought it, and nothing made it illegal since then. But logic and firearms gun law in Massachusetts have very little overlap. Mm. Yeah. Well, that would be nice if we actually could do transfers of pre-Healy ARs. It would take a little bit of the pressure off, but um, I guess we'll have to re-examine that policy and maybe hire you to do a legal opinion, (laughs) So, uh, which you've done many for us, so uh, never a dull moment, right? No. There's always things that keep bubbling to the surface because they always keep creating new policies out of whole cloth and posturing on it and just confusing everybody, which is really a win for them. They don't need to have the policy actually go into place. If nobody knows what's going on, everybody ducks their heads down, and that's the next best thing for the hoplophobes. Mm. One other question that just came in on the chat is, and I'm not sure what the reason for the question is but is there a list anywhere of the guns that are used in a crime in the last year or years do you know of any database that maybe the public could access that would show i don't know if the public could access it of course the fbi has the uniform crime statistics and the atf runs traces on guns taken Hmm. not necessarily a crime gun uh anything that goes to the police department usually has an ATF trace run on it. But that doesn't mean the public can get access to that information that quickly. I know the FBI Uniform Crime Statistics does break uh, murders and ADWs down on the type of weapon. 
Mm-hmm. So you see handguns, shotguns, rifles, knives, etc. Sure. But it's it's more difficult to get it broken down into actual make and model. Right. Yeah, that'd probably be a a, a list that would. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some statistics. Yeah, it would. I wonder how many of them are, uh, you know, the quote unquote Saturday night specials. You know, the cheap handguns, and uh, not the. 38 revolvers sat, uh, Saturday night special, but the what they referred to once upon a time as the cheap handgun, you know, the $100 or $200 Star or Astra or what were those the, other the ones? The so-called yeah. Ring of Fire guns from out around L.A. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I'm sure there was, you know, a lot of those are used at the high points and the, uh, and the, what were those ones that, there was some that were like, my cousin actually had one at once upon a time, this little teeny, like, chrome-plated... Uh, Jennings. 30, Jennings. Yeah, Jennings, that's Raven. it. Yeah, the yep. Jennings. And uh, it had, like, a button to take down the gun in the back or something. And so his gun jammed, and he pressed the button once, and the gun discharged. <laughs> it was such a piece of junk. I think it was 25 Jennings or the Raven or whatever. Those They're made out of, like, pot metal. Yeah, they're all cast, they're all flash chrome plated, and they're all low caliber because they're straight blowback designs. So it was 22, 25, and 32, maybe maybe a 380. Mm. Yeah, the good old days, those, those beautiful. Now, I mean, <laughs> I guess not to sound like I'm a fan in any way, shape, or form of the uh, Consumer Protection Act, uh, you know, drop test and test and everything, but... Frankly, those guns weren't very safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those things were scary in more ways than one. Well, they weren't exactly Smiths or Rugers. They don't say that. Mm, that's true. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you joining us again and uh, answering our questions. I'm sure we'll have some some more for you next week. And uh, if you guys... Um, Tell tell everyone how to get a hold of you if they have an issue and they want they want to ask you some questions or or go ahead and uh, hire you to help them out. Well, you can call the office, which is five zero eight three eight four eight six nine two. Again, five zero eight three eight four eight six nine two, or send me an email, Keith at kglangerlaw.com, k e i t h at l a n g e r l a w dot com. And there I am. Awesome. Thanks so much, Keith. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. You too. And guys, there's no one else you'd rather on your side if you need him. Uh, Hopefully you never need him, but if you do, he's the guy you want. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, um, one of the questions that came in on the Grace Curley show the other day was, um, how do you appeal? And, And we had just asked Keith that question last week on the show. How do you appeal? if you've been denied your license to carry. And my my recommendation would be to go ahead and give him a call and he'll help you get your ducks in a row. But he had some great advice, which is get everything in writing. So bring your application, have a copy of it, and get whatever the status they tell you is in writing. So, all right. A um, couple more questions before the break here, if I can squeeze one more in. Uh Steve was wondering if we have any KSGs, and we do have them in stock. So come on down. Um, and 
John wants to know if we have any 50 Beowulf, and I haven't seen 50 Beowulf in years. We actually used to have a range gun that shot 50 Beowulf, and I ended up converting it to a 450 Bushmaster because I couldn't get the ammo. So I'm sorry, John, I don't know where to point in what direction to get 50 Beowulf ammo, especially in this ammo shortage right now. You might have to reload your own if you're going to get into reloading. Um, and Matt Jones is wondering, why not silencers and mass? And that's a great question, Matt. We need it. Uh, the Hearing Protection Act was once upon a time on the docket here in Massachusetts, and then a mass shooting happened and everyone went soft on it. So um, love to see us become the 43rd state to legalize suppressor ownership. That would be wonderful. And it's equivalent to putting on a set of earmuffs. That's about how much the reduction in sound is, about 30 decibels, 20 to 30 decibels, which isn't a lot. You could still lose your hearing if you use a suppressor inside with a high-powered rifle. Um, it hurts, but yeah, it helps a lot if you can have a suppressor on your gun. So go ahead and call your <laughs> senators and legislators. We'll be right back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Nobody thinks it will happen to them. But with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24 7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas we at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby, your host, and thanks for joining us. If you want to be a part of the discussion, go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and get signed up so that you can be notified when we go live. So we got lots of questions on the chat and on the uh, stream today. Uh, so... Thank you for all those. And a couple more um, that just came in. Uh, one is Harry wants to know if our gunsmith looks at P80s or are they excommunicado? Um, the P80, for those of you who don't know what that is, it is a polymer 80 is the brand name. And it can be a AR or a pistol lower that is sold in its 80% configuration. This is another thing that the ATF is looking at making a rule change on. And again, it's ridiculous. It, it comes down to the very core of our Second Amendment. And that is, can you manufacture your own weapon under the Second Amendment? And the obvious answer is absolutely. Politicians don't like that because they don't know about it. And if they don't know about it, then there's got to be something wrong with that. Like, I got to know everything you do. And 
really the media has worked overtime to paint these guns as some sort of nefarious activity that is being done so that they can be sold to criminals and again anything can be used for good or for evil but the point is most of the time they are being used by responsible gun owners and government has no reason to care if i'm not a prohibited person what does it matter if i buy it at a gun store or i make it at home i'm not a prohibited person so this has really come into the sights of the doj and the atf and the uh biden administration they want to do away with what they've labeled ghost guns now i don't know if anyone has seen the video that has been whipping around the internet for a long time now of the california politician who's holding up this uh ar-15 that was manufactured from a 80 percent lower and he goes this is a ghost gun this is capable of firing 30 rounds in a half a second a 30 caliber magazine clip in a half a second. And, you know, he goes on and there's a guy behind him who, uh, I forget his name, uh, someone will be able to tell me, but he was one of the politicians standing there coming down against ghost guns. And guess what? Like a year later, this guy's arrested for selling illegal firearms on the black market, a politician. Yet here he is on the national stage in front of a news organization and press conference talking about how you, the people, the law-abiding, responsible gun owner of America, can't possess these ghost guns because we don't know about them. And they could be manufactured at home and they could be readily assembled by parts that you can order from the Internet. And it's like, okay, and what's the problem with that? We do. We still can own guns in this country, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. We can. I forgot about that part. But again, this is all stuff that's, you know, bubbling on the surface, coming to the forefront, and they want to impose some sort of, you know, untoward behavior and tie it and associate it to guns that could be manufactured at home. At some point, you're going to have to ban drills and screwdrivers and files and a drill press and maybe, you know, a shopsmith or a home milling machine or, hey, Let's jump into the 21st century and talk about laser printers and laser engravers and and 3D printers and milling machines like CNC milling machines because, frankly, you'll have to outlaw blocks of aluminum. So just because you block or outlaw an 80% lower, guess what? I don't care if you reduce it to 60% or 50% or maybe if it's gun-shaped, it's a... It's a billet steel that looks something like a gun, and its intent is to be built into a gun at some point. Are you going to ban the iron ore in the earth? I mean, at what point do you does this just reach the ridiculous? It, and I think the point is people are going to come up with a workaround no matter what because we love freedom, and freedom is the greatest of liberties. And frankly, it's not something that's endowed on us by our government It's been endowed on us by our creator. And so the question was, can we work on an 80% or a P80 gun? And my answer is, as long as you were the builder of it, I don't have a problem, you know, with my gunsmith 
putting a trigger in it or something, but you manufactured the whole gun and you, you did it, you know, and it's, you're the builder of it. Um, I'm not going to finish an 80% lower for anybody. So in other words, if you buy it as an 80 percenter, you're the, you're the builder of it. So you got to build it. Um, if you need us to replace a barrel or, you know, work with you on it, no problem. Um, but that's the way it goes. So, um, yeah, do that. <laughs> All right. We're going to draw the winner in the next segment of this week's giveaway of the Vault by Pelican. It's a pistol case that we're giving away, and we're going to give it away in the next segment. Don't forget to go to capegunworks.com slash rapidfire to get registered for that contest. And check out some of our sponsors. Listen to the wonderfully crafted ads that they have to offer. And we will be right back. We'll see you on the other side. Take care. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Toby Leary here on Rapid Fire. And it's our weekly show about all things guns, Second Amendment, and freedom. And before the break, we were talking about freedom. We were talking about, uh, you know, homemade guns and how the ATF wants to regulate those too because they don't believe you should be able to build your own guns. And uh, frankly, and then we had a question roll in. Davey's wondering, he's seen completed P80 lowers at other shops and you think they're from the P80 factory, can I sell those? And yes, you're absolutely right that Polymer 80 actually makes two different things. They make one that's an 80% lower and one that is already a registered frame. So it has a serial number and it's a frame that you can build into a pistol. And we actually sell both here. And both are very popular right now. So, and you know, everyone knows you can't walk into a gun store and buy a Glock pistol if you're a civilian you got to be law enforcement until hopefully that changes by the firearms policy coalition's lawsuit but as of right now you can't walk in to a gun store and buy a glock but you can buy a polymer 80 frame because those are unregulated and uh you do a background check um you fill out your federal form like you would if you were buying a gun and then when you're all done you buy all the parts you need to build it into a pistol and when it's done you register it and you're good to go. It's just like any other gun. But you had the cool little hobby of making it yourself. So um, I would recommend you get on that bandwagon now. And those guns are 
here and available for sale. I say guns. It's really a frame. Um, Massachusetts does not recognize it as a gun till it goes bang. Federal law recognizes it as a frame when it's a serialized and you can put it all together and it goes bang. Um, but the 80 percenters are not considered firearms until some stuff is uh, machined on them and the, some holes are drilled and then it's a gun. So anyway, uh, the P19 uh, frames are like, I think, 149 bucks, Davey, so come on down and check them out. And uh, it's a good way to get a Glock pistol in Massachusetts. So there you go. Um, all right, we have a winner. Earl Carter is the winner of the Vault by Pelican. It's an awesome handgun case. It is rugged. You could throw this thing off the roof and let it skip across the front yard, and it'll keep your gun safe. It has steel-reinforced corners. You can throw a padlock on it, and Earl will give you a call, and uh, you're going you're gonna to love it. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, so there you have it. Uh, don't forget to sign up for next week's giveaway i don't even know what we're going to give away next week but we'll we'll come up with something cool we always do right what do you think roy should we give away uh i don't know ammo, ammo. he always wants to give away ammo every time i ask him what are we giving away this week ammo ammo but we got some really cool stuff coming up i can't even talk about some of it but the stuff we can talk about is don't forget howie carl will be here on the 9th friday the 9th big time awesome shindig all weekend long uh, but Howie and Grace will be here on the 9th and then Saturday we also have Franklin Armory uh, coming with some guns to shoot on the range that'll be cool um, we're going to have range experience packages all weekend long so you can come in and shoot a bunch of different guns we got some shooting contest stuff coming up which is going to be awesome we got the Top Shot Invitational that Keith was alluding to in September and uh yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we're really excited. By the way, we have a ton of inventory right now. And I get people come in from all over the state and some people from all over the country that walk in and after they pick their floor, their jar up off the floor, they go, I can't believe you have so much inventory. There's no other gun store I've been to in a long time that has as much as you as far as ammo and guns are concerned. And that's true. We've been, you know sourcing it and kicking bushes until stuff sh uh, falls out so uh, we do have it and we have some g3 compacts left aaron if you want to come down and keith wants us to give away a cleaning kit and uh, that's probably one of the most under you know given away things we've given some stuff away given some cleaning kits away but that'd be a good idea maybe we'll get some cleanse oil stuff together and give that away and uh we're trying to get a uh cleaning company to sponsor the show so that might push them over the edge you never know <laughs> no uh so yeah keep your guns clean don't be like me and shoot dirty guns all the time because that's a bad idea if you see the uh video of my poor daughter shooting at the mass rifle and pistol club last week um she got some jams in her gun and i'm like oh we probably should have cleaned that gun before we went to a competition but the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but she's 11, so I guess I can't fault her for not cleaning her gun. It's kind of my issue at this point. But, yeah, so make sure you uh, keep them clean. That's a good good policy to have. So, um, And what else we got going on? We got all, all kinds of fun stuff going on this summer. So, uh, you know, lots of 
lots of stuff. And uh, Andy's wondering about the Mark IV light pistols. We just got three in, and uh, we sold them pretty quick. Uh, but I haven't seen those. Ruger has been very, very slow to ship. Smith & Wesson slowed down a little bit, but we're still getting guns from them. And uh, we have the new Shield Plus now, so you want to check that out. We have one on our range. I just did a side-by-side -side comparison between the G3 Compact and the Shield Plus. They're both 10-round pistols, and they're a great little gun uh, for concealed carry. Both of them are great. They're, one's a price point gun at $299 for that Taurus G3 Compact. You can't beat it. Um, with three magazines, and they're all steel mags, so they're really, really good quality for the money. Uh, Aaron wants me to give away a Mossberg shotgun. That would be like giving away a unicorn right now. I can't even find one, Aaron. So uh, we've given away the Dickinson shotguns. I got plenty of those in stock. Those are pretty sweet. And uh, so anyway, there it goes. Another arrow, uh, hour in the bag. Another show. Uh, rapid fire goes quick, folks. But uh, thanks for being a part of the show every week. We love you guys, and uh, it's awesome. You can also hear us on the Grace Curley Show on Tuesdays now. Uh, and we'll, we'll uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, see you next time. But thanks for tuning in. Remember, the show is ending here, but it'll go on a little bit. It's streaming online, so tune in at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. Uh, join us on the range. Uh, you can hear the extended answers to your Second Amendment questions online. So... I'm Toby Leary. Thanks for listening to Rapid Fire. God bless. We'll see you next time.